Well, Father God, we are so excited to be your children, to be part of your kingdom purposes on earth for the time you have us here, Father. We thank you for your word that's living and active, Father. We thank you that it's your voice to us to instruct us how to live for your namesake and for your glory, God. And we ask you tonight, Holy Spirit, to speak to all of us through your word, through your spirit, into the places in our heart, God, where you know we need to hear from you, Lord God. You align us all with your truth and your purposes through your word tonight, God. So God, we just ask you to do what only you can do, God. You're amazing. And we thank you, God, for all you are, all you do. And we just thank you for this time tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. All right, so uh, this, just to say, folks, is our part three. We've been studying uh, to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. That's the main focus. And as we know, that's in Ephesians uh, 6. But we know that uh, section is the last part of the whole book of Ephesians. So as we've said in the previous lessons, that we have to know chapters 1 through 5 to know all the promises God gave us, all the boundaries of life, uh, how we should live, to live as a blessing to Lord and to live in a place that we're strong in Him so we can bless His name and walk out His purposes on earth. Uh, So we know the Word of God. We know, uh, like Pastor Ralph on Sunday talked about the Word being seed. So it's seed, like Cynthia prayed for our heart. It is is light in our dark world that we have. It is uh, um, the voice of our Father. We know it's a sword. God has so many names for what his word does. It is a fire. Uh, But tonight, I wanted to bring in a scripture that we've had back in Isaiah, where Isaiah calls it a a plumb line. And I just have a plumb line. If anybody's familiar with this, this is a builder's device that he would use to make sure uh, that the house was built straight and solid so it would be firm foundation. So God's word calls his word a plumb line that keeps us straight in the world that we live in, foundational to God's word and his truth on the cornerstone of Jesus Christ because the world does this all the time. And God says, no, my children are going to live by my word and are going to be strong in me and the power of my might. So the plumb line is a fine example of how God wants us to live out. Uh, So we remember that we were talking about the armor of God in the last two lessons that makes us strong in him, that aligns us with him. And that's our, our strength is when we walk according to our father and all his purposes and plans that he has according to his word. We love God's word. It's our kingdom manual. It's his letter to his children to instruct us how to navigate this time on earth from the spiritual standpoint. We all can figure out the natural, but the supernatural is revealed to to his children because we're children of the Holy Spirit, children of Father God, children of Jesus Christ. So we need his word to know how he wants us to walk. So especially timely is this teaching about the um, armor of God. It's uh, our alignment with God because uh, we want to know our identity that is in Christ Jesus. We talked about last week about how the evil one is the identity thief. He wants to make us weak and insecure and not navigating the way the Lord wants us to live our lives out. Uh, So we need God's word for strength and strengthen our spirit man to be strong in the Lord and the um, power of his might. Uh, so we remember last, last week we talked so much about identity um, that we want to say this quote that I am who the I am says I am. And that is so foundational to the lies of the enemy that come against us all the time, whether it's from words spoken over us by our parents, by our bosses, by coaches, uh, the news, the uh, advertisement. There's always an agenda coming through other words, and we need to know what to accept and what to reject because we want to be strong in who our Father says as his children. So we have our foundation of God's word. Uh, so, so I just want to read the, the main scriptures that we've been studying in Ephesians 6, verses 10 through 18. And remember, this is, it starts out with finally because it's the last chapter. And he says, my brethren, which is every child of God, 
He wants, this is our Father's heart for us, he wants us to be strong in him, strong in the Lord and the power of his might. So he tells us this alignment with God, he calls it armor, but it is, it's, it's just an alignment with who God is that makes us strong against the enemy, whether we even realize it or not. <clears throat> so we put on the whole armor of God though. Each part is so important and every part uh, means something to the other parts. And our Father, he aligns things in his word according to, uh, and, and to how he wanted it listed. Of course, we know our enemy is the father of lies, so the first piece he gives us is the belt of truth. And we put that on, uh, we'll put on the whole armor of God that, like the Lord says, we will stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. See, the world before Christ, we didn't understand these things. We didn't understand the spirit realm whatsoever. But now we know about the spirit realm because our Father revealed it to us through his word. I remember uh, myself when I was a first a Christian probably 30 years ago. I didn't understand this in, for years. And I didn't understand the spirit realm because the church I was raised in then never taught about this. I was so thankful the Lord saved me, you know, and his daughter and all this. But when I discovered this, I felt like all the light bulbs went out, went on for me. That I'm like, oh, that's why that happened. Oh, that's why. Oh, there's an undercurrent. Oh, there's something behind the curtain. Like there's not what we just see with our eyes. But our Father wants us to know the spirit realm so we can walk strong in him and the power of his might. So... He tells us six things that we're against in the spirit realm. Um, that we are not against flesh and blood, but we're against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. All these things, I just call them evil influencers. No matter what comes against us, we know the spirit behind it because we have the Holy Spirit as the revelation of what's not of him. So our Lord says, because we're walking in this midst of things we can't see, we want to be strong in the Lord. We talked about when we know the Lord and his word, we are going to be able to recognize counterfeits of, of the evil that want to come against us. So therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth. I'll just go through this. We, we put on truth, we put on any of the armor of God, we're making declarations. We put on the armor of God, we're declaring who God is. We're declaring who we are in God and we're declaring to the enemy that we know who he is because we know who we are. So therefore we put on the belt of truth. We put, uh, we talked about that's against the father of lies. We put on our breastplate of righteousness, which is over our heart, which is against the um, unrighteous temptations the evil one wants to give us. Unrighteousness is sin, so we want to put the breastplate of righteousness on that our Father gave us. Uh, and having shod our feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, we have the peace with God because of the gospel. And we can stand against all the wiles of the enemy because we are now God's children. And above all, taking the shield of faith, which we will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. So this is our section of scripture that we are dressed in Christ. I, I did not have images put out because we can look at armor as kind of like separate, like a pile of stuff rather than who we are in Christ Jesus. He, our Father tells us how to dress because he wants us to be victorious in him over the wicked one. Uh, so we know our basic scripture is John 10.10, 10, just as a revelation of who the wicked one is, that he is he does, he's a thief, so he does not come except to steal, to kill, and destroy. And here's our Father, here's Jesus, says, but I have come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. So we know by just um, the fruit of things that uh, come about us in our life, is it going to bring us abundant life or is it something that wants to steal, kill, and destroy? something in some way. That's how we stand strong against by looking at, at fruit as a revelation. Uh, 1 John 5, 19 is uh, clear too. It says, 
We know that we are of God. We are nowhere God's children. And the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. So there's always an influence everywhere that the whole world uh, falls under the sway of the wicked one. All we can go back to the Garden of Eden when the fall began. But this is our Father revealing the atmosphere that we walk in. Uh, God tells us in Philippians 2 verses 14 through 16, he says, do all things without complaining and disputing that you may become blameless and harmless children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you will shine as lights in the world. So we know our environment is we, we see it so evidently about a crooked and perverse generation and how we shine as lights when we're walking with the Lord in his light and his ways and his holiness. And the closer we, look, we walk with the Lord and the more we know his word and what is truth, it is so easier to discern the works of darkness that are about us. Because uh, God tells us now in Ephesians 5.8, we were all once darkness, but now we are light in the Lord and we're to walk as children of light. Wow, how bright and clear is that? We think about it, when we were lost, we were lost. We had blinders on and veils and had no spiritual understanding. But then we walk as children of light with a Father who is light, who he poured out his spirit in us, which is light. So we walk as children of light in a, in a dark world. Um, but God tells us too, he's always telling us the whole picture because he doesn't want his children uh, being tripped up by the evil one. He says... Ephesians 4.14, it says that we should no longer be the children that are tossed to and fro, carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. So the devil's wiles are, uh, are he's, a, he's uh, deceiving. So we have to be, uh, as the Bible calls us, sober and sound-minded against the things that come in our environment that we can be strong against and know. So our, our standing in the Lord, as we've talked about before, God calls us good soldiers of Jesus Christ, which means if God's telling us that, we're in a battle of some sort, whether we realize it or not. But God tells us we are to stand together. That's why he called us brethren as the army of God, because we are strong together. But individually, like a lone sheep, that is where the wolf will come. So together is where we get all our strength in the Lord as brothers and sisters in Christ. But I love this in Ephesians uh, 4, verses 4 through 6. The unity is so beautiful, it says, but there is one body, and that's worldwide. We're all brothers and sisters in Christ with, the, with um, one spirit just as you were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. I love this unity of the Holy Spirit that God has for us around the world as his good soldiers of Jesus Christ. So the um, two pieces of armor we're going to look at tonight uh, is the shield of faith and the helmet of salvation. And every piece of armor, uh, it is all so important. As we know, the belt of truth, we need truth against lies, no matter where we are, what we're doing. And we need to know we are the righteousness of God. That's not anything we strive to become. Christ gave it to us freely. And we have peace with God. We have a gospel of peace on our feet, which is why we can stand. And if we remember the actual uh, shoes of the gospel of peace have the spikes on the bottom of them, because God told us again and again to stand withstand, stand against, because we're going to stand in our peace when the world is under the whole sway of the evil one. So we want to stand in that peace. So the next piece that uh, God has for us to put on is the, um, we're going to be talking about is the shield of faith. And Pastor Ralph talked about how faith speaks. And that is so vital to our, our walk, is that we make declarations no matter what we say. And God says there's death and life in the power of our tongue. So our words lining up with the word of God, lining up with who we are, is going to be such a strength and a declaration. Um, if we, we get into the, uh, the negativity the world wants to speak and become... Uh, 
in the negative words, it is going to not have us be strong like God wants us to be. He wants us to be strong and speak the faith that we are given by him. So that's why I say when you put your armor on, it's a great declaration of, of, the, of who we are. And it makes us strong, even standing in the, um, the recitation or whatever of the armor, that it makes us strong by the declaration of our mouth. There's a building up in our spirit, man, as we uh, declare God's word, which is the, our source of truth. <clears throat> so uh, let's see. And there's a lot of, so many scriptures in the word of God that says that the Lord himself is our shield. Psalm 3, 3 says, but you, O Lord, are a shield for me, my glory and the one who lifts up my head. We think about that in the unseen world, how much God does for us. We have no idea how much God protects us from that we don't even see because he is for us. Uh, Psalm 512 says, but you, O Lord, will bless the righteous. With favor, you will surround him as with a shield. Such a beautiful picture. And these are truths that we take to our heart, that this is what the Lord is doing for us all the time. But when we take up the shield of faith, we are believing that he is our shield. As we respond to life's circumstances in faith, faith according to what our Father tells us, according to his word. Faith is, um, it says, I love this in Ephesians 6, 16. He's the first two words he says, above all. Wow, how important does our Father say faith is for his children? Taking up the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Wow, what a promise from our Father that what faith does for children of God is just enormous, that our faith, we can quench every fiery dart of the wicked one. So, um, so we can see too, when God says to take this faith up, how active our faith must be. We can't be passive in a battle that we don't see, correct? So we're, we're strong in faith, believing our Lord, everything he says is true. He's going to do what he says. He's faithful to his word. We are taking that up. And if we look at that, the other pieces of armor so far, we actually put on our body. The shield of faith is the one that's in the front of the first place that the enemy would hit. And our shield of faith is movable can, can, depending on the circumstances of where it's coming from. So God tells us to take it up, which to me is such a deliberate action we have to do is to walk in faith every day. God has so many scriptures talking about walking by faith and not by sight. You know, believing God's a shield when I don't see him because he's faithful to what his word says. Um, here's another great scripture about us being being good soldiers. In 2 Timothy 2, verses 3 through 4, our Lord tells us, you therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. And no one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life, that it may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. Well, we love this. I mean, we didn't ask to be enlisted, but our father enlisted us because we're his children. And he sees everything that happens on this broken world before we're in heaven. So he wants to supply all our needs in Christ Jesus to win every single day. So our good father lays out the armor and tells us to dress this way. So we're, we're dressed in him and ready no matter what comes our way, because none of us knows every day what's, what comes in our day. So the foundation of this faith in Christ Jesus is that the Lord Jesus has already destroyed the works of darkness. He's already disarmed principalities by dying and rising again. So we know the wicked one is just on his, on his loose till he's head to his, to his fiery uh, eternity in hell. So right now, he is very angry and he is, uh, he is working around the world. So we know that Jesus already destroyed him and dethroned him. So we are to take that authority into how we stand against the wiles of the wicked one according to the pieces of armor that he gave us. Uh, so we know truth is always going to outstand the father of lies, which he is. So we know that this shield of faith is so important. And the Lord tells us in Romans 10, 17, that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And the more we know God's word, the more we can quickly discern what's not of him. The most important thing is knowing 
knowing truth. So the evil one's lies, ways, uh, his wiles, his deceptions will be able to recognize them and not fall for his temptations and all the things that he does. So, and we know that our Father, his word is written for us out of the power of his love. So we take up the word of God in our hearts. We know we're getting filled with truth from our Father uh, that we can stand strong in his name. Let's look at this one uh, section of Ephesians, which is just so rich about our Father's love. Ephesians 3, verses 16 through 19. This is a beautiful part of a prayer that's in the book of Ephesians. It says, and that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and the length and the depth and the height, to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with the fullness of God. So this is a beautiful scripture to, uh, to absorb and to meditate. We're filled with the fullness of God. We're filled with his love. Our heart is filled with Christ. We will have nothing to do with anything the evil one wants to offer us. The love of God is poured out on us by his spirit. So this is beautiful strengthening. So if we realize the strength in our inner man comes from the word of God. It comes from the depths of God's love for each and every one of us that would ground us to want absolutely nothing to do with anything the wicked one would want to uh, give to us. <clears throat> so we want our faith. Look how it says that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. So we're talking about the shield of faith. The love of God is our shield. And we know Romans 5, 8 says, but God demonstrates his own love towards us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So we praise the Lord for his eternal love. Uh, so we can look at, <clears throat> at where of course we're in a battle, but we're standing in God's love. We're standing God's power. We're standing strong in him. 1 Corinthians 13, 13 says, and now faith, um, now abide faith, hope and love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. <clears throat> God's love through faith is our strength against the wicked one, to know our forever relationship that we have with God, that he never leaves us or forsakes us, is our, our strength. Um, so the, the shield of faith uh, right here, it talks about his hope and his love. But the more we know the Lord, the more we trust the Lord, and the more our faith grows in him. And the more our hope grows, the more our understanding of God's love grows, and the less we will put up with the lies of the enemy. We'll see them as, as, as rubbish, like Paul says, I consider it all rubbish, but knowing the Lord Jesus, oh, we will not put up with anything from the wicked one. So above all, knowing and trusting the Lord is our shield. It's a faith um, but the more you know the Lord, the, your faith so increases and your trust in him just becomes uh, so great that your faith becomes so great. So we are truly in the storms of life. We're trusting God with all our heart and not leaning on our own understanding. In all our ways, we acknowledge him and he makes our path straight. So it's our trusting in him is about our shield. So trust goes with faith. We'll look at Psalm 37.3. We trust in the Lord and do good. We dwell in the land and we feed on his faithfulness. Boy, our faith soars when we feed on his faithfulness because he can't be anything but faithful. It's his name, it's who he is and what he does. So we fully trust in him. Uh, Hebrews 11:1 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So our faith makes a reality what's in the word of God. So we, we thank God for this faith. Strong faith is going to have us not be taken by the sways of the evil one that we walk in. So 2 Corinthians 5, 7, it's a, it's a small verse, but it is so powerful that we don't just walk, but we walk by faith. We walk with the Lord. We, everywhere we go, we walk with the Lord. He'll never leave us or forsake us. So we walk by faith and not by sight. We can see what's before us, and this, um, this world is, is temporary. We know that. So the enemy, we know he hates faith. Everything, every piece of armor 
the enemy absolutely hates. He hates truth because it exposes him. He hates righteousness because he's unrighteous. He hates peace because he's turmoil and fear. You know, he hates faith because it just, it, it destroys him. So the pieces of armor, um, the, the evil one hates. So we can see each piece of armor is what he's going to come against. Because we know the more we know the truth, the more the lies are exposed. So we know that um, he's going to want to not have us be in the book of truth. He's not going to want us to have a, a righteous lifestyle. So we know it's, it's easy if you look at the fruit of the spirit or the armor of God or whatever God says, the evil one hates. So we know that we're going to be, um, we're, he's going to want to come at these areas. So we already say, no, not believing that. I'm going to be strong in the Lord and what he says. So, uh, so here's another great verse too in 1 Peter 5 verses 8 and 9. So our Lord telling us this to be sober to be vigilant. You know, you'd be surprised. You might not realize that when you go through the Word of God, how many military words are in the Word of God. So many, if you read them. Be sober, that's a, that's a sound mind. To be vigilant, that is a soldier. Because your adversary, the devil, walks around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. And we remember we talk about the evil one being an imitator. Our father is the lion. That's who our father is. He's just an imitator, right? So, but we are, to, like God says, to resist him steadfast in the faith. So our faith is everything we believe according to the word of God, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by our brotherhood in the whole world. Every nation has the same enemy, right? And we have the same Lord. But uh, 2 Timothy 1.13 says, hold fast the pattern of sound words that you've heard from me in faith and in love, which are in Christ Jesus. We had this in Ephesians 1.13 that how um, in him you also, also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom you also having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. So our faith is how we entered into a relationship with Almighty God through the gospel. So we know the evil one is a liar and our father is always truth. So let's just look at this uh, shield of faith. The actual shield at a, a Roman soldier would carry. I'm going to hear this construction because it's amazing and a spiritual revelation through the construction of the shield. And just to say there's so many ways to uh, go through the word of God. And this is how God spoke to me about this uh, shield. So the actual Roman soldier shield was um, large. It was like two and a half feet by four feet high, like the size of a door, and it's made out of wood. It was made of six layers of thick animal hide, specially tanned, woven together, making it tough and durable and lightweight. Lightweight. Then they would soak it in water so that all the fiery darts would be extinguished. Well, this is um, the spiritual uh, shield of the armor is our faith in the Lord Jesus. Our faith is completely dependent on what the Lord Jesus did when he came and died and rose again. He destroyed the works of darkness and he gave us the victory. So if we look at uh, the shield uh, of armor as our faith in Jesus Christ, we'll remember that Jesus calls himself the door in John 10, 9. Jesus says, I am the door. So if we think of that shield of faith as being Jesus. That is our faith is in him. We think about the, the shield made out of the wood, which is the cross. First Peter 2, 24 says, he himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we having died to sins might live for righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. So here we have Jesus as the door. We have the wood as the cross. And then if you remember, uh, Pastor Jim even mentioned this a couple Sundays ago in Genesis 3.21, where when the sin entered the Garden of Eden, uh, it says also for Adam and his wife, the Lord God made tunics of skin and clothed them. That was the first blood sacrifice to pray, pay for the penalty of sin. So there we have the, um, the first skin from the redemption in the Garden of Eden. So if we look at this, uh, if the, the structure of the shield itself is wood of the cross, it's the skin of our redemption that the Lord Jesus and his skin was... Um, was beaten with the 39 stripes on it. It was fully tanned for our 
redemption and our salvation. And if we look, instead of the water being in that skin absorbing the quenching of the fiery darts as the blood of Jesus, the shield of faith is our overcoming piece of victory. So we believe by faith, we're believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he died on the cross, defeated the wicked one, forgave us of all our sins and redeemed us to himself. Our shield of faith is everything Christ has done for us. And he's our redemption. And the blood is what quenches the fiery darts of the wicked one. God tells us we overcome by the blood of the lamb. So our faith is in everything that the Lord Jesus did on the cross. Our shield of faith is what we stand behind because Jesus is our advocate. He's our mediator. He's the blood of a new covenant. He's everything for us. So all our faith as his children is because he purchased us by his blood on the cross. Um, Ephesians 1 7 says, in him we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. So every fiery dart is going to be quenched by the blood of Jesus, what he shed for our redemption. 1 John 5, 4 says, whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that we have overcome the world, our faith. So our shield of faith is vital for our, our walk. <clears throat> So uh, our faith in Jesus as our shield, our trust and faith, they go together. We trust in his faithfulness with our faith. Uh, Proverbs 30 verse 5 says, Every word of God is pure. He is a shield to those who put their trust in him. So we know that he's going to want to, um, we know that Lord Jesus is what our, our, our faith is in, and the enemy would want to come to steal our faith. So we have to guard that. We see in 1 Timothy uh, chapter 6, verse 12, fight the good fight of faith. That's what we're fighting all the time when life doesn't make sense and life gets messy and things are not desirable happening in our life. We are, we are going to fight the good fight of faith knowing our Father sees all and that he promises to work all things together for good. So he says, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Wow, if that doesn't keep you moving forward, saying, oh my goodness, okay, God's got me, you know, eternal life. This is, God is with me all this time on earth until I meet him face to face. What a, what a encouragement God has if we fight the good fight of faith, knowing eternal life is, in, is always ours in Christ Jesus. He says, to which you were called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. So we have this fight of faith, but also in the midst of all our battling, our Lord also wants us to rest by faith. He wants us to have Sabbath rest with him, which is how we get refreshed from all the battles that we go against. We have to, God calls for a Sabbath for our good, to rest in him, get refreshed in him, because every day, whether we realize it or not, we are in the midst of, uh, of battles of some sort. So we need to get refreshed with our Lord. We need to stop and be still and know he is God in the midst of everything going on because the battle is the Lord's. We're standing in him and standing in the truth of his word against all the, the lies of the wicked one. He would, the wicked one would love us worn out, stressed out in all ways because of the environment we live in. But our Sabbath rest is so vital for our spirit man to, to get away with the Lord and just be still and know that he is God. <clears throat> So we thank God for the, the shield of faith, which is Christ. We also have the, uh, the next piece is the helmet of salvation. This is such a vital piece of uh, armor that God lays out for his children. Uh, the, the, the mind um, is always under attack by the evil one. And so many, I think most of his wiles, he works this way through, through the mind, through the eyes, through the gates that we have in this broken world we walk in. So the, of course, the uh, natural armor, the helmet protects against um, all the physical attacks, but the spiritual helmet is going to protect us from spiritual attacks. But what we're doing when we put on the helmet of salvation is we are agreeing that Christ gave us a new mind, that Christ dwells in our mind, he dwells in our heart, he dwells in us in every part of us, and that our mind, we know as a man thinks, 
in his heart so is he, how we think is so vital to our Christian walk. If we're thinking faith and thinking truth and thinking peace, thinking salvation, thinking all these things, we are going to be so strong in the Lord because we're not thinking according to the broken world system that we walk in. Uh, so even Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven says, uh, Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your mind. You know, if we love God with our mind, that is so victorious for our well-being to have our mind loving what God loves and hating and rejecting what God hates. You know, there's so many things that come into our eye gate, our ear gate all the time that are, uh, are of the flesh, with the, the three things are the pride of life, the, the, uh, the flesh of the eyes, and the, forget those three things, the pride of life, what is it? Lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Thank you, those things. So we know that's where the tempter goes in. That's where he wants us to fall. You know, when we're strong in God and all the things he lines us up with, we're going to reject that right away and say, no, that's going from my flesh. That's a temptation. That's something unrighteous. I have to guard myself against that because the images that are put out everywhere we turn, whether it's on TV, a computer, a, a phone, a magazine at a checkout, it is just, it is all going to be filled with temptations of some sort. And actually, I see it almost so many words as like a propaganda from the enemy. If we read so many things that are tantalizing, make you want to scroll more, make you want to see more of that stuff, we have to put our boundaries on with what we lay before our eyes, and which because what comes in through our eyes is going to be images in our mind. And we have to guard our mind against these things more so now, I believe, than ever because of the day of age we live in with all the images, though. So we love God with our mind. We're going to say, Lord, my mind's not going to get filled with the stuff of this world because that's, that's my father says no to all that. We're in his kingdom, which is righteousness, joy and not unrighteousness. So, so the first place um, we have to guard really is our, our thought life. Uh, so what our meditations do is so important to the Lord. Um, our meditations to be meditating on his truth, his righteousness, his peace, our salvation, our faith, uh, all that bless the Lord. You know, he tells us so much in his word about what to meditate on that's true and lovely and right that. But we have to guard our thought life uh, because it, everything starts with a thought. So Second uh, Peter, Second uh, Timothy one seven says, "For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but He has given us power. He's given us love and a sound mind. So God gave us a sound mind. We have to guard that sound mind. He has given us the mind of Christ. So the helmet of salvation. We say we're going to put it on. We're agreeing with only having our mind filled with what's agreeable with God." and rejecting things that God hates. So when we say we put the helmet of salvation on, uh, it's not like, oh, that's done. I don't have to do any work. No, it makes me aware that there's an enemy after my mind, and I have to make wise choices with what I allow to sit in my mind, which is going to sit in my heart, and what's going to make uh, make me live, live accordingly. So our minds need to be clean. They need to be whole. They need to be guarded against the, the wicked... Uh, uh, wicked images that we have everywhere. Um, and also, too, there's First uh, Peter 1.13 says, therefore, here's another military word, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, which just means being such a sound-minded person, and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of, of Jesus Christ. Also tells us, too, in Romans 12, 2, do not be conformed to this world. And the world's always trying to conform us. It's under the sway of the evil one. It has all its subtle ways. And if we're not on our game to make sure its subtleties and wiles and deceptions of the evil one are coming in, we'll be susceptible to things we don't realize. So we pattern our mind filled with God's word um, and filled with our Father's love and his purposes. We're going to not be conformed to the world. We're going to be transformed by the transformed by the renewing of our mind, which when God says 
Renewing of our mind, it means it must need to get renewed. It must get old. It must get weathered by the storms that we're in. So we want a strong mind because strong soldiers have a strong mind. You look at any soldier, they are trained and disciplined. And we're disciples of Jesus Christ, so we're to be trained continually. We don't like arrive one day and say, oh, we got this all down. Now we'll just coast the rest of our life. Every day we get up and declare Jesus is Lord, that truth rolls over, that, you know, all the pieces of the armor is who Christ is that we need to stand on against the wiles of the wicked one. So we're really, we're, we're just saying, um, when we put the helmet on that the evil one is off limits, you know, and we're, we make that declaration, but remember the evil one, he's a, he's a thief, he's a trespasser, he's a criminal, he's a lawless one, so it's not like he's going to obey, you know, but we are the ones that take the authority over what gets meditated on in our thought life. Um, this is a really a key scripture for us, Second uh, Corinthians 10 verses 4 and 5. This is our spiritual battle right here, and this is so important. The weapons we fight with are not weapons of the world, right? On the contrary, they are divine power. Look what God gives us. Divine power to demolish strongholds. We're talking about our minds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to the obedience of Christ. So when God tells us this, you know, some people think you can't control what's in your mind, but God tells us we very well can. We remember the Holy Spirit, the fruit of self-control, as one of the fruit of the Spirit, that, um, that it says we take captive, which means Father has given us his authority to take captive every thought that comes into our mind. Now, there's going to be all kinds of weird things that come into our mind because we're in a very weird world. But when things come into our mind, it does not mean it belongs to us. It does not mean it's ours at all. So we might get condemning thoughts and shaming thoughts, and they come from the evil one who is condemned and who is shamed and, and is evil and is angry and hatred. So from his character, those thoughts will be aimed at us to steal, kill, and destroy. So when they come in, because they come in, they're a spirit, because they're in our head does not mean they're ours at all. We stop. We take authority over that. God says we take every thought captive. If we get a bad thought, we take it captive and say, does that line up with the righteousness of God that I am? Does that line up with truth? Does that make me strong? Does that make me weak? Does that make me filthy, right? These, these thoughts, things come from everywhere. We don't even know how they even came, but they are not ours. Our, we are not to meditate on them. We are not to own them. We are to dispose them as garbage because they're wicked spirits that want to come in and transform our mind little by little. And every day, we've got the helmet of salvation on, not agreeing with that thought, that has got to go. This is how we be strong. And we guard our eyes. You know, the things we put before us with these screens, we have to be disciplined disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ and not be filled by the things of the world. If we want to be strong in Christ, we need a strong mind. And he tells us how to do it. Take every thought captive and we have the ability by the power. We have divine power. We don't do this alone. We have Holy Spirit divine power to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. And, and a lifestyle that God teaches us through Ephesians is worship and righteous living. And these patterns keep the enemy out. God's ways are a beautiful order for our life to be strong in him. But every day we get up and put these pieces of armor on to align ourselves and uh, not agree with the evil one. We do not agree with the evil one. And it's going to start with our thought life. They're all arrows. And even the wicked one can turn things even into first person. You know, he can lie to us enough to say, you know, we're shamed and condemned. And then we start thinking, I guess I'm shamed. I guess I'm, you know. No, that's not my father's voice. My father calls me beloved. He calls us saints. He calls us his righteous ones. He calls us his children. So when we know the word of God, we know our father's voice. We are going to reject the filth and the lies of the evil one. You know, so many words can take root in our heart from even things that happened in our childhood. But we have to say, like we started out, that we say, I am who the I am says I am. Not who my parents have said I was, not who a bad coach, bad teacher, bad employer says. No, every day I have to know that I'm God's favorite. Each one of us are. He loves us with an undying, with a dying love that purchased us. So that's we go back to 
being strong in our spirit, man, when we let the love of Christ dwell in our hearts and we know we're a child of God. Even none of us are perfect. We all mess up. That's why we need God's grace and mercy. But that does, doesn't change that we are the righteousness of God and that we're eternally his sons and daughters. So we have to take these thoughts captive that want to make us weak. So God goes, gives us the behind the scenes thing that there's an enemy that wants to make us weak and wants to steal, kill, and destroy uh, who we are in Christ. But we don't believe lies. We believe truth. We believe our Father's voice and our Father's word that he gave us. So um, first, two, when, when the wicked one comes like that, we have zero conversation with the wicked one. Zero. We, we come in when a lie comes in and you say, oh, does God really love me? Thank you, God. You love me with an everlasting life. Thank you. You purchased me by your blood. Thank you. I'm forever yours. Come in a power of the opposite spirit of thanksgiving of all your father has given you. When the enemy comes in, you're not enough. You're this, you're that. I thank you, God, that you supply all my needs in Christ Jesus. Thank you, God, that you never leave me or forsake me. We have to train our soldiers' mouths to declare what our father says. But we, we don't talk to the enemy. We, we crush him under our feet by the truth of God's word. So our confession is so vital. Doesn't matter if you feel like it doesn't matter if you want to. We discipline in our lowest points. You know, we have to say, thank you. I'm always a child of God. Thank you, God. You're with me forever. Thank you, God. You have poured out your love into my heart by the Holy Spirit. You know, we've got to get these declarations to destroy the lies of the wicked one. That is where our victory is, is truth over lies. You know, and, and so uh, we have to just, like I say, keep training our mouth. Like Pastor Ralph talked about, faith speaks. Our faith in what the Lord says about us is preeminent for us to be victorious in our walk with the Lord. Our shield of faith and our helmet of salvation on, we are saved forever. You know, our God purchased us. We are his children forever. So it's the helmet of salvation, right? Uh, and it's neat, too, if we look at this, too, while, while we're just talking about the Word of God. Um, Ephesians six seventeen, the whole scripture is, says, Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Now, I hear that as a breath of God, because God's Word, He says it's His breath. We know the sword of the Spirit is the Word of God. But listen, if God's telling us our helmet of salvation is the Word of God, too. Take up the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Tell me our, our helmet is not, our mind is not powerful when we are declaring how mighty our God is. We declare the Word of God out of our mouth as a, as a helmet is in our mind or meditating on the Word of God. We have a strong mind that lines up with a strong God. You know, we can go back to when um, Joshua uh, was, was going to um, take the promised land. He knew what to do with his swords and chariots and all that stuff, but God, but God told him, meditate day and night on my word. That is warrior instructions because the battle is in the spirit realm. Even though we see it come out in the natural, the battle root is in the spirit realm. So for us to meditate on the word of God, oh my goodness, how powerful are we? How is our response going to be glorifying to God when the enemy comes in and we are so strong in all the words that God gives us by his, um, by his word? So we think our, our helmet, our meditations, um, I also think, too, how God places armor very strategically in the order of uh, how he wants it. We have the shield of faith, helmet of salvation, and the sword of the spirit. Well, our helmet is right in the middle of faith and the sword of the spirit. How strong is our mind, our helmet, walking by faith according to the word of God. Our mind will be victorious over the lies of the wicked one. So we as disciplined soldiers need to know the word of God. It's, it, we can call it our war manual if we want to, to the winning war manual, how we, um, how we are to overcome by God's word. We also know too that um, James 4, 7 says that we submit ourselves Therefore, to God, we resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Yes, he will. But this is also another scripture so important in 1 Thessalonians 5, 8, talking about our helmet. It says, but let, he, um, but let us who are of the day be sober. There's that word again about being sound-minded. Putting on the breastplate of faith and love and the helmet of hope of salvation. 
So important, our thoughts have a hope undercurrent of everything we think. The evil one wants to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to, um, he wants to spew, I say spew, depression on people anymore. It is a, like a pandemic uh, activity of the evil one, is the spewing of depression over people, stealing their hope. Well, God says our helmet of salvation is hope. Whatever we are dealing with, we must go to the Lord of hope. He is our hope. Um, in Romans uh, 14, 17, it says, and the kingdom of God, it's not eating or drinking, but it is righteousness, peace, and it is joy in the Holy Spirit. We don't see any depression in there. And I'll tell you what we have to always know, we're kingdom people in the kingdom. We have joy and peace in there. So we can tell the deception is the evil one wants to throw depression all over the place. We have to say, wait a minute, um, I might be dealing with those symptoms, but I'm, I'm going to find a way to get out of this because I have a helmet of hope on. My God is all about hope. The kingdom I'm in is about peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. So when we come in, when these, I, I call them these evil influencers that we, the evil one wants to steal are all the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, pay, all that. You know, he wants to come against any our Lord says we have or are, he's going to come in the opposite spirit. Our Father is joy. He is light. And the evil one wants to bring a cloud of depression. And we have got to stand against that evil spirit. When those thoughts come into our mind, we have to curse them and call them to be null and void in the name of Jesus. So many people I know are being influenced by this, and it's, um, it's very heartbreaking. Because I've, um, I know, too, a lot of people are being hit with a spirit of suicide. That spirit is from the one that wants to steal, kill, and destroy. Folks, we have to stand with our brothers and sisters in Christ. Because you're the wicked one, he's wicked, and he's a liar. So when these spirits come, they start evil and dark, and then they come and want to overshadow with all these things. We have to help one another, you know? Then the wicked one, he throws all this garbage, and then he throws shame and condemnation on us, so and no one gets any help. Oh, that is a lie from hell. We are not receiving that in Jesus' name. Any of our brothers and sisters in Christ need help, we pray. We stand. We do whatever we can to help our brothers and sisters because these are lies and they're fed from the wicked one. Because they can come into our mind, the, li the liar lies to us like they're ours and they are not. We are loved of God. He has given us eternal life. His kingdom is righteousness, joy, and a peace in the Holy Spirit. So we know right away, when we know the word of God, those thoughts come, we have to say, I'm not having any part of that. That's not from my father. I am not going to bite. I'm not taking that temptation from the wicked one. <clears throat> so uh, with all that's going on in our world today, with all the, um, the attacks on the minds of confusion, it's rampant and depression and all these things, we have to say, that's not, that is not my DNA. We are new creations in Christ Jesus. And anybody you know, anybody, we get help for these things because we are together. Then the evil one wants to do those things and then separate with shame and condemnation. But in the children of God, there is no shame and condemnation. It's paid for on the cross. The Lord Jesus became every single thing the enemy has against us, and we cannot accept it. So we need strong, sound minds against these uh, wicked, uh, evil influencers. We have to know what our Father has given us, so we only receive from Him, and we renounce what is not of Him. I know someone recently said, well, why did God give me this sickness? And I'm like, I was taken aback. Your father doesn't give you sickness. That is a lie from the pit of hell. Your father never gives you that. That is not from him. He loves you. He's healer. He's redeemer. He's Jehovah Rapha. He's, he gives his children the healing bread. So we have to know the word of God. Just when, when folks say that, I, I just like, oh my gosh, you don't know your father. If you knew your father, you'd never say that. So when we know our father, we know his love. We know his truth. We have faith in him to be faithful that he is. We will, we will recognize things and not agree with them. That made me so sad that person was agreeing with a, a, a lie, you know. Uh, so we, the more we know what we have rightfully, we call it to cancel out the works of darkness that come against us. So, um, so, uh, Okay, we're out of time here. So Proverbs 18:21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And listen to this part. And those who love it will eat its fruit. Folks, 
we have to pro proclaim what God says because when we say uh, God's word, it's life to our body. And we say God's word, we're feeding ourselves. But what happens in the opposite way? If the enemy's feeding us lies and we partner with the lies and start start speaking the, the problems, speaking the negativity, speaking all the junk, we're actually feeding ourselves because it says we feed ourselves by the words we speak. So there is power of life, death and life in the power of the tongue. This can be a believer or an unbeliever. It has power in our tongue. So our word choices is so victorious uh, in the word of God over the things we say, you know. So we are going to agree with the word of God. That will be our confession. Pastor Ralph said faith speaks and it does. It speaks according to the word of God because we do not want to be feeding ourselves the lies of the enemy. Oh, I'm just no good. I guess I'm not great. I'll never get that right, you know. There, it's just, we're just agreeing with the enemy. That is nothing what the word says. God says he gives us all we need for life and godliness. He, all these things he supplies in Christ Jesus. We have to confess those things, even if we're in a point of lack in our life of some way. We, we quote the promises, not the problem, because we don't want to agree with, it, with the, um, the evil one. We want to agree with the promises of our Lord and Savior. Okay, so it looks like we're wrapping up here. Okay, let's see. Well, and also too, the Word of God, I'll just end with this one great scripture from the Lord Jesus because He loves us so much and He wants none of us needlessly suffering because He is our Savior. He's our Redeemer. He's, um, he's with us always. I, I love the Holy Spirit. He's, he's called the, the Parakletos or something that He's the comforter. He's the come alongside one. You know, His compassion is indescribable. We go through hard things in life. Our Father isn't judging us. He is coming right alongside us as our best friend. Holy Spirit is comforter. He sticks closer than a brother with any of us. So I love our Lord what he says in Isaiah 61 verses 1 through 3. It says, well, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. What a tender father we have to proclaim liberty to the captives. Lord, our Lord does not want us in captivity. He has set us free to the opening of the prisons to those who are bound to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion. He wants to give beauty for ashes. Wow, ashes means something really totally got burned up. God wants to give beauty in place of that. He says, I want to give you the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. That's that depressive spirit. Look what God gives us the answer. He says, put on my garment of praise. You want to break that dark thing off? Praise me. Praise me with everything you've got. The depth of your heart, praise me. He wants us to be called these trees of righteousness, a planning of the Lord that he may be glorified. Also, another way to look at our um, armor, if we looked at it through the lenses of the righteousness God gives us, we can instead of have the helmet of salvation, how about we put our crown on and walk in the royal priesthood that we are? Isaiah 61.10 says, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God. He has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with a robe of righteousness as a bridegroom decks himself with ornaments and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. So we realize the royal priesthood that we are, how we, how we see ourselves it's got to be how God sees us. We don't want to see ourselves in the natural. We want to look by the mirror of God's word to see that we are the righteousness of God. We are dressed in his royal robes of salvation. We are crowned with splendor forever because we are we're the king's kids. That's how we're to be dressed. So the king's kids don't accept the garbage of this world, but we stand in authority in all the pieces of armor, of truth. We put the, the truth, the righteousness, the peace, the faith, the salvation, the sword of the spirit, the peace. We put all them on because God gave them freely to us. They're nothing we earn, but we walk strong in him by agreeing with his word, speaking what his word says, and, um, and living as a child of the God Most High. 
We are children of Almighty God. So walking accordingly gives us strength to fight the evil one. So we say only what the Lord says about us and about our life circumstances. And we, we speak life out of our mouth according to the word of God to our circumstances, to our days, to our families, to our marriages, to everything. We speak the word of faith. So I just want to praise the Lord for what he has given us um, because he has given us all we need for life and godliness. And we thank him for this armor that just aligns us with him like a steel rod. If we put it all on in faith, we're going to stand so tall and not fall for the schemes and wiles of the evil one. So uh, we praise God for his instruction for us as his children. Um, and next week's the last week. We're going to talk about the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and prayer, which is all so powerful. And we'll see once again how God aligns his word so perfectly. Starts out with truth against the lies, and he ends with prayer, we might think, well, prayer is an afterthought or it's a last resort. Oh no, it's because we have become strong through every piece of armor. We're strong in the Lord by truth, by righteousness, by faith, by peace, by salvation, by the sword of the spirit. Then we go to pray. We are lined up to pray and the enemy stands no chance. So praise the Lord for God's word, how he orders it and aligns it for our victory. <laughs> Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, glory to God. Amen. I'm grateful for the word of God, aren't you? Amen. Thank you, sister. You are a blessing of the Lord. Thank you so much. Bob did not help you. You have to go home and retrain him. Glory to God. Well, if you need prayer tonight, come on up. There are folks here who are willing to pray for you. And uh, if not, be blessed in the Lord and uh, go. Go for it. Amen. Amen. Hey, um, just if, if there's anybody that's in the room tonight and uh, hopelessness, uh, spirit, uh, spirit of heaviness, uh, any sense of depression, uh, you're watching online, maybe you're, you're listening to podcast. Uh, let's, would you stand with me? We are going to close right now, but stand with me. And would you be in agreement? Let's pray for our church family. Let's pray for the body of Christ. Let's pray for loved ones. And if this is you, uh, let's just agree together for you, uh, for God to, um, uh, well, well, let's put it this way, that we'll, we'll walk out with that shield of faith in operation. I love that picture. The shield of faith is to walk by faith, not by sight. But that, that understanding that the shield of faith is, it's Christ. You know, it's because of what he did. And so um, I, I want to pray now, and it's, it's not, let's not uh, feel like we have to manufacture an emotion shift in the moment. Let's receive by faith God's good promise that we are free of depression, that uh, we have joy in his presence, which is beautiful. That's not based on our conditions. Uh, and wherever there has been hopelessness, we have a helmet of salvation. And because of that, we have hope. So, Father, as we close here this evening, Lord, for everyone watching, listening here today, that is in any way dealing with depression or hopelessness uh, and any that are feeling like they've given up, God, I thank you that that's not of you. And we thank you that no matter what has happened, there is always hope in you. And so, Lord, we uh, grab a hold of the shield of faith tonight. And we thank you that because of Christ, we are free from all that would condemn. And we are free from all that would uh, close in on us and say there is no hope. So in the name of Jesus, we break those thoughts. In the name of Jesus, uh, we break every place where that is a habit. We break every place where that has been life pattern to operate that way. Mindsets, views of the world. Uh, uh, a walking in light of circumstances, we break, we renounce those things now in the mighty name of Jesus. 
Lord, whether that be for ourselves or whether that be for loved ones. And, and God, we speak who you are, your identity, your reality over the body of Christ here at the Church of Grace and Peace. God, wherever there is false identity, wherever there is wrong identity, wherever, wherever there is not an understanding of our identity in you, that you've come to bring us life and life more abundant, that we have all that we need. Your divine power has given us all we need for life, for life and for godliness. So we speak life, we speak godliness, we speak hope in the name of Jesus, and we cancel despair, we cancel destruction, we cancel hopelessness in the mighty name of Jesus. And precious Holy Spirit, where there was depression and despair and hopelessness, Holy Spirit, come and fill now to overflowing. God, we thank you for the seed of your word that's been sown in hearts. And we pray that there would just be a wonderful harvest. Lord, all of the word that we heard tonight that spoke of your goodwill and your good pleasure and that you're for us and not against us. Lord, we pray that there would be revelation and understanding shift in identity and perspective and mindsets and thought patterns in the mighty name of Jesus. And we break and we cancel every assignment of the enemy against you now in the name of Jesus. We say to you, church family, no weapon formed against you will prosper. Every assignment against you, we say, is canceled, is broken now by the blood of Jesus. We just give you praise, God. We just give you thanks, God. We worship you. And now we say it is our choice to walk by faith and not by sight. And we thank you that you have brought deliverance. We thank you that you have brought healing. And now, Lord, help us discern those lies. Help us discern when it's the voice of the enemy, when, when it's old pattern. That we would walk with that helmet of salvation that helmet of hope and salvation and guard our minds and guard our thoughts. So Lord, we commit ourselves into your hands, Lord, for anybody that has been dealing in these areas. Lord, we thank you that you've, you've done beautiful things in lives tonight. And we thank you that you're able to keep that which you've begun. Jesus, you're the perfecter and the author of our faith. So Lord, let each one, each one go out of this place, walking with eyes on you, fixed on you, walking from victory to victory and from faith to faith. God, we call it done in Jesus' holy, mighty, matchless name. Amen.